I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Trish. And this is the Don't Give a 50 podcast. Let's make getting old the new gold, as you say. I like that. I like that one too. That was mine. (laughs) That was mine. Hi, 50-ishers. Welcome to this week's episode of Don't Give a 50, a podcast for midlife women who dare to be awesome and don't give a 50 like us. Remember to keep the reviews coming and thank you to Linda Love and Life. She left us a review and said, go girls, love your enthusiasm and fun, highlighting how good it is to be in our 50s and kicking out A into G. Looking forward to hearing more about your own life lessons. So thank you so much. That's a uh, that's a ripper review and we love it. So keep it coming. So I've only just learned how to do this and we've had quite a few people ask us in person about how to leave reviews. And if I was more tech savvy and Trish was more tech savvy, we do one of those fantastic screen recordings of our phone showing you but we're not. So I'm stepping it out for you. If you want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, you launch the app, you search our show and on the home page where it says episodes, you start scrolling down the page. You'll come to a section that says hosts and guests and it has our names um, underneath and there's a heading there, ratings and reviews. So it's got our names and then underneath that a heading ratings and reviews. You click on see all and you'll find a small heading in purple that says write a review. Uh, you click on that and off you go. Now, as for Spotify and Google Podcasts, we wouldn't have a clue. So if any of our 50-ish tribe know how to do that, let us know. DM or email us because we would love to know too. We 50 and don't have a clue. Anyway, we have something quite different for you today because I'm sitting in the studio all by myself. And so it's all very weird for me. I don't have my gorgeous co-host Trish with me because she is flooded in on her property. She's had fences wash away, the road roads have washed away. She has no power. Therefore, she has no internet and sketchy phone reception to say the least. But I'm going to attempt to give her a call and have a quick chat with her. And we'll give you a little bit of an idea about what 
today's show is going to be about. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm so glad you answered, Trish. I've just told our 50-ish tribe, you're flooded in, you've got no power, you've got no Wi-Fi, sketchy phone, and I was thinking, shit, I hope she answers. <laughs> yeah, no, I am here and I still have about 50% charge left on my phone. But after that, I am, yeah, off the grid, I think. Off the grid, officially. I don't like Um, that at all. I hate being disconnected from you. Yeah, well, it is. It's really quite bizarre. And because we're on tank water and the power is needed to run the pump, we don't even have water. So, yeah. Yeah, look, I tell you. Those little things that you take for granted, like having a shower, flushing the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Wiping down the bench with a wet sponge, anything like that. It's just, oh, no, I can't do that. Oh, no, I can't do that. I was so desperate this morning to have a cup of coffee. And because we've got no power, I had to turn on the barbecue and put a saucepan on top of the barbecue, the Weber. This <laughs> is not a grill plate. Oh, yes. I know. So I know. It's just- Bizarre. It is bizarre, and I hope that um, your power comes on really soon because oh, look, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it will, and you know that it's inconvenient and mm. weird and whatnot. But as always in life, there's so many people that are so more affected and devastated by the rain events and the floods. You know, we're all safe. My kitties are all safe. The animals are all safe, and we haven't had. We had a little bit of damage to fences and the pool and all that sort of stuff, but nothing devastating or life-altering. So for that, I'm very grateful. And for those of you out there who have had that sort of experience, just sending my love and best wishes because it's just, it just sucks. Oh, Trish, the images, the images <laughs> it's are It's 50 and fucked. Yeah. <laughs> the images are There's awful, no isn't it? Having your house inundated yeah. up to the rooftop, like where do you begin to, uh, you know, you know, people cry banging on roofs and climbing out of tin roofs and whatnot. With it's their just, children, with their young children. So oh, I know. Devastating. Like, in comparison, you're right. And yeah, the power is inconvenient. It's a huge inconvenience to me to not have you here with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's, absolutely. Let's put some context around this. What about me? Yeah, let's put this into perspective. What about you? <laughs> You just need to be safe and this, Oh, yeah, I'm weather. safe. I'm all good. It's so weird because you feel like, okay, this is a perfect time to get some things done, but, yeah. you know, everything's sticky, it's yeah. muggy, and just it's just a, it's like you're in this weird vortex where, yeah, it's hard to explain. It was like it out here when the 2011 floods were on, but then you could hear the choppers circling. It was yeah, so weird. Yeah. It was just an eerie feeling. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I was thinking earlier today. You think about parents, and when we were younger, you know, they talk about these infamous '74 floods. Yeah. And in the '74 floods, the water came. And you know, we'd only ever imagine, mm. like you know, and see the photos and think, I can't even imagine. And now, in our lifetime, to have had so many significant flooding events. So true. That we didn't expect that we would ever endure. So, oh, yeah, and a pandemic. Just, you throw, throw a pandemic in oh there my as God. well, Trish. So it's a lot. How many times ago. have I stopped over the last month, you know, when, whether it be walking into a supermarket or walking into a restaurant or something like that, 
with a mask on next to my husband with a mask on and thought if I had a crystal ball and could just see a glimpse of our future five years from now, I'd say that must be a mistake. That looks ludicrous. Absolutely. You know, we'd see that one or two people when we were travelling with a mask on and think, "Hmm, that's a bit of overkill, but yeah. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. Oh <laughs> the my new God. normal. The new normal. I know. It is It is weird. I don't know if I'll ever get fully used to it. The flooding is concerning. Just the constant storms ripping through this morning. It's just, you know, the text messages from the from BOM and from, you know, the local council saying stay off yes. the roads, yeah. flash flooding, you know, severe weather systems. And I'm driving out here to the studio <laughs> thinking, what the 50 am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. then, but then you're know. there with no power and flooded in. So it's just it's just how oh. it goes at the moment, isn't it? But yes, I don't know if you shared with the listeners on Friday night when the the first storm hit Brisbane. I was actually in Brisbane and then came home on Saturday. But the time by the time we got home, the water was over our road, but still passable. But the only way we could get through it to get up our driveway was luckily for us, our next door neighbour has a twelve ton loader, mm-hmm. so. Gordo and I climbed in the loader and luckily I have a husband that can drive a loader. We filled the bucket up with gravel that the neighbour had on his property so it was all weighted properly and that's how we got up our driveway. Oh, it's mental, isn't it? Yeah. The the perils of living on a property in this country, like it's just constant, isn't it? Like the the – the uh, the weather and nature is constantly throwing things at everybody that lives on properties. It's it's really hard. Farmers with their topsoil gone or crops gone, fences gone, livestock gone. The footage of a cow on a beach at the Gold Coast. I saw that. Oh, my gosh. Then they're being washed down the river, the poor thing. I know. Now, that is something that you just don't normally see, a dead cow on a Gold Coast beach. That was No, but then there was a live one as well. Did you see the live one? I did not. I only saw the dead one. Yeah, so there was one dead one, but there was a live one that turned up on the beach as well. (laughs) Rocked up. And they were trying to wrangle it, but it was so flighty because it was so spread. Yeah, for sure. And then they were telling everyone to stay away from it, these police. And then apparently a lady went down to get a photo and it just charged off and then was running wild through the streets of Coolangatta. So (laughs) not something you see every day. That's not something you see every day. No, the poor police, you know, there was a couple of people there who had farms that were trying to advise them that these poor police, you know, they don't get any cow wrangling training at the academy. (laughs) That's clearly lacking in their training. Clearly lacking. Yeah, well, you know, there's always room for improvement. Take note. Where's bloody Gordo when you need him? Where's Gordo? Well, there was another guy there from property who loved his cows and loved his land and he was advising everyone to stay away. Good. But, yeah, clearly one lady with a little camera on a phone got through and off it went. Yeah, yeah. she obviously isn't from a farm because she obviously didn't know that it might freak out. No. Or she was from a farm and thought she had magic touch, like some sort of power whisperer, but it didn't kind of go her way. The crocodile Dundee powers. (laughs) It would be me thinking, oh, I live on a farm, I'll be able to handle this. Somebody get me some grass. They're bloody big cows. They're not yeah. small. They're cattle beasts, as my husband calls them, and he's from a oh, farm, yeah. so he could act. Yeah, uh, he could. Uh, he'd have a crack at wrangling a cow. But oh, I think absolutely. I feel we're starting to digress a little bit because I just I yeah. wanted to chat about what we're going to do today. 
for our yeah, 50s tribe who we love and adore. And it was uh, stressing both of us out that we didn't have an episode ready for today because our plans were thrown into complete disarray by the flooding. And you yeah. being flooded in, in the beginning of the week and then small reprieve for like half a day. And now, you know, we're back to where we started. So we're stuck. Yeah. We're separated. And because of the Wi-Fi situation out there, we can't do it separated. No. But here we are on the phone, which is great. So take it away, Trish. Why don't you tell our 50-ish tribe what we've got for them today? Well, we thought that would be a great idea just to do some highlights of some of our past episodes, some of the things that we've had a good laugh over and hopefully that you will be able to have another laugh at again because it's in these times, trying times, it can be quite affecting of our mental health and get us a bit down in the dumps, it's always good to utilise humour as a way to cope, whether it be dark humour or just having a good old belly laugh to release some dopamine, (laughs) if that's what it is, and serotonin. So, yeah. Some of our previous guests, God, that was impressive, Trish. That was impressive. We certainly, I mean, we do skirt around the fringes of dark humour. I know on our sister's episode, <laughs> Janelle Inappropriate humour. <laughs> we are then. a fan of the inappropriate oh, humour. hell yeah, we are. But there are quite a few belly laughs. So we are doing a highlights package for you, if you like. The highlights package. Highlights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I was having a big belly laugh We have so many night. of those. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. How many episodes have we done now? I think we're up to like 25, 26 episodes Yay. or something. Yeah, I was something that. having a bit of a listen last night late and I, I was having a, a couple of huge belly laughs. So oh, we're going to share that. some of those moments um, yes. with our 50 ishes, yeah, in the hope that it just brightens up your day a little bit. Yeah. And um, Hopefully you won't have to wade through the boring bits. Just get all the fun bits to have a giggle. That's that, our aim. That's up to Josh and Dave. <laughs> Good luck with that, fellas. <laughs> Good luck with that, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> Glad that's not our job, sweetie. Oh, I know, right? Mm. All right, my darling girl. Well, I think that we should leave it there unless there's another message you want to send out to our oh, gang. Oh, no, look, just please all stay safe and I hope yeah. you and your families are safe and that your you know lives haven't been too devastated by the current event. Just my thoughts are with you all because it sucks. That's a beautiful message and it does suck. It does. It's not. Natural disasters are horrible. They're just horrible. They are. And look, there's probably not a more eloquent way to put it, but that's what it all boils down to. Mm. Agreed. Totally agree. Yeah. Well, you take care yourself, sweetheart. I'll check in with Thank you, you later. Thank you, And, uh, and get to... home safe and stay home. Yeah, okay? I'm going to. <laughs> Bye, my darling. <laughs> Bye. Take care, everyone. So here's a grab from our very first episode of the Don't Give a 50 podcast. Trish and I were super, super nervous and full of enthusiasm and excitement about this. It's called Let's Do This. We're going to start making a list, everyone, of all the words that Trish (laughs) makes up. I have my own thesaurus. Trish's thesaurus for life. Um, Oh, my God, you should get my texts. I do. Can you speak autocorrect? I do get them. Yes. My... Attention to detail and proofreading skills are really not a priority. It's more important to get out the key what message. is actually going on in my head at the time. The key message comes through. And I need to through. do it quickly because it comes and goes very quickly. <laughs> That's the chaos. That's the chaos. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I love people watching. find it fascinating. Oh, 
yeah. But let me tell you, if I can actually eavesdrop whilst watching that, <laughs> even better. Love listening to somebody else's conversation. A bit of eavesdropping, do oh, you too? It's so sad, but it's so satisfying. A young group of girls on the beach, if you are have your towel kind of 10 metres away or that's probably a bit far, five metres away, and you can kind of overhear what's going on on the weekend. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I remember friends of mine in Sydney, um, Emma and Elke, so funny. But, yeah, they, they were telling me a story and it was almost like they were stalking the same group of girls every weekend to find out what was going oh, on. Oh, what yeah. have they, yeah. they done the what night they, before? Yeah. <laughs> so you can just treat this as an eavesdropping session on what Mel and I are saying. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Treat it as, as an eavesdropping session. We're mm. not experts. Oh, God. No. But we'll do our best, our opinions, give our vibe and... Really want to make it an unjudgmental place. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's a judgment-free zone. Um, we are, as as Trish and I have said before, um, we're really ordinary. Um, there is, there's nothing well, really you know that stands out. We're extraordinarily out. ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's know, nothing really that's that stands what we're out. We're saying to women, we're mm. saying, you know, you're not ordinary. You're amazing. Mm. You're awesome. So, but I think we're extraordinary in our ordinariness. <laughs> is that a word? Yeah, I think we're making something up. Oh, who yeah. Cares? So it's basically just mm. saying, you know, and it's. Fucking okay to be ordinary. Yeah. You don't have to be a celebrity. You don't have to be no. this. You don't have to, to be that. To be interesting. And none of us are losing our curiosity. We all want to grow. We all want to keep being awesome, you know, yeah. moving oh forward. Oh, my gosh. We're not irrelevant. You know, I think that space, mm. midlife women sometimes mm. feel a little bit redundant, irrelevant, whatnot. And it's going, you know what? We're not. I really hate that. Yeah. I really have a big problem with that. I, yeah. I don't believe... It. I don't agree with it. Oh, it's bullshit. And that's, um, that's another reason why we started this podcast. Here's episode two, how to reinvent yourself and a favourite grab from that episode. There was an article in the latest InStyle mag on JLo mm. and um, she is a very famous 50-isher who is amazing and is still amazingly hot. Mind you, I think if we had her budget... That may help with some self-care. We look like her. Yeah. <laughs> hey, exactly. I was stalking her on Instagram this morning and she is very hot. I don't know if I could ever look like her, but I'm, I'm <laughs> quite happy to give it a crack with her budget. Me neither. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So with the link to the InStyle magazine article, they were doing some promotion on Instagram and this feature popped up, which was JLo giving her tips to reinventing yourself in your 50s because... She is in her 50s. She is. She's 52. Yeah. Oh so, gosh, yeah. Just like me. Just Millie. Like... Millie. So many similarities with Jayla and I. So overwhelming. So, right, you know, and I look, I don't like to judge, of course, but there is a bit of commentary out there about her new relationship or her old new <laughs> relationship or new old relationship, whichever way you look at it, with Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I can't decide whether I'm team Ben or not team Ben. And I'm sure no one really gives a 50 whether I'm Team Ben or not Team Ben. But all I can say is they look very happy. Some of those shots are very steamy. They are very steamy and I agree with you. Might even, they give, do. A, might even give you a little bit of a tingle in places from a voyeuristic point of view. <laughs> anyway, moving on. What I wonder about that is the fact that they had a previous relationship that didn't work and now they've come back together again. So have they like changed that, as yeah, much, you know, well, changed you enough t- to make it work? You continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of warts and all thing. And, you know, you've gone on and tested some other waters and you go, okay, actually, that wasn't too bad. You grow and you tingle. <laughs> <laughs> they look like they're 
tingling. <laughs> oh, they do. They, but the other thing is, very from, a, from a very jaded old PR girl's point of view, mm. is it hashtag fake relationship for publicity? Oh, time like, will tell. saying that, it's none of my business. No. And it looks hot. They look like they're having fun. It doesn't all affect All the power us. to them. No. All the and power I'm sure what we think about their relationship is of no consequence I'm to sure them moving forward. I'm sure we're not going to be DM'd by J-Lo going, Thanks. hey, you've hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're borrowing me tips. Me. You're borrowing my tips and dishing on my relationship. So <laughs> what's going on? That was well, my phone dingy because I'm better turn that on silent professional. And you're a very, very busy person. A great saying, if you don't lose it. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't use it. You lose it. Mm. Now, I remember my husband's grandma, Grandma McCormack, she was such a gorgeous lady and she lived to be 104 and a half. My children were so proud of their great-grandma McCormack and would tell anyone that would listen, you know, my grandma is 104 years old. It was almost a bit big this, big this. I like yeah. the half. Yeah, well, 104.5. You've got to add that in. Well, <laughs> it, it's, yeah. Wasn't that a radio station? Yeah, I used to work with them. Rock <laughs> in stereo. Anyway, I digress. <gasps> so I remember one day we were living on the farm. Now, she would have been well into her 90s mm-hmm. and my mother-in-law was bringing her out to the farm for a visit. And, you know, when you live on a farm, the rule of thumb, of, <laughs> rule of thumb is you leave the gates how you find them. So the front gate was shut. So I was watching Waving On from the balcony and then I saw Grandma McCormack get out of the car and open the gate. Um, my mother-in-law drove through and then she shut the gate. And I was thinking... God. Was she 104 when she did that? No, I said she was in the 90s. <laughs> oh, sorry. And her mind was amazing mm. pretty much close up till that those last few years. Yeah. You know, she was – her conversation skills and everything were really good. But in saying that, when they came up, I was like, oh, Grandma McCormack opened the gate. That's a bit tough. And um, my mother-in-law just said, well, if you don't use it, you lose it. There you go. And I thought, that is mm. brilliant. Mm. So I use that mantra yeah. all the time. Yeah. And my 78-year-old mother <laughs> is sick of me saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I found Louise Hay in the, oh, God, it would have been the 90s. And, you know, I was going through some stuff. Let's be honest, I was going through some pretty shitty stuff. And, I, you know, we all do a bit in our 20s and you're meant to. Your 20s is meant for mm. a little bit of heartache, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And if you don't get all those things, then you don't get the opportunity to grow and become who you are. So I've had that book for years and refer back to it all the time. Even this year, whatever's ailing me, etc. I go, oh, I might see what Louise has to say about this. Where's this coming from? Where are these shingles coming from? <laughs> so it's amazing. You, so you still go back to the book and yeah, you still find it all helpful. the time. Mm. So... As you said, Louise Hay is all about affirmations. Now, for some, it's a bit woo-woo, but I'm all in for a bit of woo-woo. You are. You, on am. the woo-woo spectrum, you are far more to the right than I am. I'm sort yeah. of low on the, the woo-woo yeah. spectrum. Now, I, I certainly don't poo-poo the woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't. I, that. Yeah. <laughs> I think don't I'm t- poo-poo the woo-woo. We should. Get a T-shirt. It's part of our merchandise range. Don't poo-poo the woo-woo. It could be in the nostalgia But pack. see, I just should actually point out, ladies, by woo-woo, I know that some people 
refer to their lady parts as their woo-woo. Oh, I'm not talking And I'm not about talking that. about the vajayjay. But no. in saying that, I 100% also champion the vagina, you know. Mm. We all have them and they are amazing part of the woman's well, anatomy, but that's not the woo-woo I'm talking about. Did you just say anatomy? Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm adding that to the list, Trish. Okay, I love that. Here's a favourite part from our chat with Kim Morrison, episode three, The Art of Self-Love. One day he was on detention and I get a call and I, no, I get a text, don't be cross when you pick me up, I'm on detention, I'll discuss when I see you. And I thought, oh shit, here we go again. Mm. This is before he got kicked out. Anyway, I arrive and we get in the car and let's just call him Mr Smith for now. Anyway, <laughs> um, he goes, bloody Mr Smith, he's such a jerk. And I went, what happened? And he said, he said today that margarine is better than butter. <laughs> And I went, them there's fighting words, son. Really? And he goes, yeah. And I said, what happened? And he goes, well, I told him I disagreed. That I, you know, I said that I think butter is better than margarine. And he said, no, it's a saturated fat and all this. And he goes, and I kept thinking, okay. And then he goes, and then I put my hand up again. I said, sir, I don't agree with you. I just believe, you know, margarine was made in a laboratory. It came about because the light bulb, you know, the light bulb came in. So we didn't need so much wax. So they hydrogenated it. They deodorized it. They colored it. They turned it into a margarine. So I'm sitting there going, shit, he actually listens. Anyway, so I'm listening to him sort of putting my chest out a little bit going, "Mm mm-hmm. And then he goes, and then he goes, and I'm still thinking, where's the... Where's the detention, you know? Anyway, yeah. he turns around and he goes, and then he goes, Jacob, sit down. I think I am 25 years of age. I think I know what I'm talking about. And I've just, like, looked at Jacob and he goes, and I said, yeah. And he goes, Mum, I was so pissed off. And I said, what happened? he goes, well, as I sat down, I said, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Jacob. Well done. <laughs> and as he sat down, that was the detention. And I just put my hand on his and I went, don't worry about this one, mate. That, yeah. that was good. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you on this one. Here's episode four. This was a funny one. Who are we really? Where our producer Dave asked us lots of questions and we had an absolute ball chatting with him. Uh, what is your favourite smell, Mel? Smell, Mel? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, Dr. Seuss over here. Did you mean for it to rhyme? <laughs> I didn't actually. Um, okay, I'd say some oh, – I've got a few, I suppose. Yep. Frangipanis, yep. gardenias, my posy candle that I light every night, um, garlic and onion cooking. Yep. Um, smell of the ocean. How am I doing? Well, I'll ask for your favourite, but uh, obviously oh. you're sitting on the fence with that one too. So. Oh, okay, let's go What's frangipani. Frangi- I think that was oh. that is my ultimate. That's so intoxicating. Yeah. Do you have some frangipani's uh, trees at home? I do. I do. Yeah, nice. love them. What's yeah. your least favourite smell? Um, fish. Okay. I effing hate. Fish. <laughs> I don't eat seafood, yep. and Fart. so I don't. And so, look, so if Such Mark, a child. if Mark cooks fish, <laughs> I love a fart joke. <laughs> yeah, no, the, yeah. If Mark cooks fish, like yeah. I have to vacate the house. Okay. Like I will be dry reaching. Yeah, I'm bad. Is I'm there bad a specific that. type of fish? Like, is it actual fish or calamari? Does any seafood really put you off? Um, most seafood puts me off, but no, mostly fish. Okay. So yes, yeah, salmon and stuff like oh, that just turns my stomach. Yeah. I'm dry reaching in a bucket. Jerome Kano, who used to be in the All Blacks, I literally Neil, I did an Ali McBeal. You wouldn't know Dave because you're too young, but I know Ali, who Ali McBeal was, is okay. So she had that. There was yeah. that scene where her mouth would drop open and her tongue. There was that animated tongue. Yes. Well, he walked past me at Auckland Airport once. And I was just like, oh, my God. I have never, ever seen a physical specimen of a male, like, in the flesh like him. And so then he ends up in the waiting lounge with us. And I'm saying to Mark, 
that's blood, that's bloody Jerome Kano, my God, you know. And then he's sitting beside, well, I, I was in the aisle opposite him, but our son was sitting beside him. Yep. So he was only about 10 or 11 at the time. So he sat there and said nothing. But I started talking to him. Of course, I thought, I've got to, you know, this is an opportunity. What, Trish? <laughs> Did you, by chance, put your leg up on the wall and slap the inside <laughs> of your thigh? I freaking wish and I had. And ask him if that, if I he felt that heat. I hadn't seen Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids wasn't out at the time. Otherwise, Maybe I Melissa was on the plane and saw sh- you do that and that's sh- where she got her famous line from. Anyway, I got a photo. He said, of course, I, yep. not, not with me. I took a photo with... Just um, of him. <laughs> not weird at all, Dom. Not can, weird at all. Can you stand up, please? Flex your muscles. No, no, with my son. And anyway, he was he's hot. Hey, wait, so you use hot. your son as bait? I did. That's, I did. Is that a move, is it? Damn straight. I was just, <laughs> I was trying to do the right thing by him. I've still got those photos. Yeah, okay. Mm. You're trying, trying to, do the right to take the right. creepy old lady factor. Yeah. Yeah. I know, because he's like 20 years younger than me or something like that. But You're trying to do the right thing by who? Your son? Mm, to get a photo with him. Oh, Because he was rubbish. in the All Blacks and, and Macaulay yes. loves rugby. So. And you've cut it out. You've cut your son out of that picture. <laughs> it's, in, it's in your wallet now. Dave, what is this angle trying to make us both <laughs> no. these crazy, creepy, sleazy old women? <laughs> Do you know what? And you know, and Mark was there the whole time. And I've been telling Mark nonstop since then how hot he is. He thinks it's great. Okay. You know. Keeps great. it alive, Dale. Keeps it alive. Keeps it alive. A little bit of role pay. <laughs> Can you wear the mask again, Doc? Can you just pull a rugby jersey on? <laughs> Please. Oh, you got one of those all blacks jerseys yeah. you can throw on, Might Doc. Might be a bit tight now, but can you put it on? Can you pop it on for me? <laughs> pop your rugby boots on. Sorry. I was an aerobics instructor. <laughs> Please tell me that was back in the 80s. It was in the 90s. <gasps> in, I remember this. In Switzerland. <gasps> and I had to take all the lessons, all the classes in French. <laughs> Because I was living in the French-speaking part of Switzerland, oh my, God. my boss didn't speak any English, and why should he? Because you un, know, du, toi, <laughs> un, du, toi. That's really good, Trish. That's my French is quite good. I did yeah, a little bit at Maroochydore High. You, you've got. I wish I had paid more attention at Maroochydore High in our French lessons. I didn't oh, appreciate. I don't, I don't really know if there was much to be learned. Oh my god! <laughs> no offense. So that was an absolute. Oh my Hoot, an absolute hoot. So, yeah, I used to take stretching classes and I took aerobics classes and I had to deliver them all in French. So what a hoot. Mm. But I can't say that I'm surprised because you are an excellent dancer and you are (laughs) professionally trained. And one another institution on the Sunshine Coast was the Andrea Dalton School of Dance. Melinda rose rapidly through the ranks of the Andrea Dalton School of Dance and was a teacher. And I remember I was also a student at the Andrea Dalton School of Dance and whilst I was just part of one group dance, I think it was to Star Wars and my mother made an awesome costume, I, and this is before Melinda and I were friends, I was in awe of this girl who got to dance with Andrea at the end of year concert to Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> there was a boxing ring, there were costumes, it was a faux fight and it was spectacular. Yes. So it doesn't surprise me that Melinda has taken these skills from the dance to the heavy heights of Switzerland. Aerobics instructing. <laughs> She can still bust a very nice move on the dance floor. And I enjoy I our d- dances. 
I enjoy our dance. Often. Our dancers as well, particularly my Irish dancing, which is my <laughs> latest skill. I would even say that's your party trick to revert to the absolutely. Irish you're dance. the you're the cartwheel girl, and I'm the Irish dance. <laughs> Just picture this, everyone. There's a dance floor. I'm flying across it, cartwheeling. Mel's in the corner doing an Irish jig. It's fun for all. Fun for all. And we've both got sensible shoes on. Yes. Episode six was all about hair and so was episode seven. And so this is some of our favourite grabs from the first part of our hair episodes, episode six. One in particular, there was a girl that I just so wanted her hair. Her name was Bridget Wilkinson. She was a model on the Sunshine Coast. Hello, Bridget, if you were out there. I remember her. Yeah. So she had a spiral bob like it was shoulder length and spiral and oh my god I was so in love with it I and at this stage my hair was long and straight and was desperate for it and you know mum was normally pretty obliging (laughs) but no spiral perm for me but mind you if I can go through the archives ladies and I might share a few photos on my Instagram my hairdo from my school formal <laughs> was quite spectacular I remember it yeah so I whilst it wasn't a spiral <laughs> perm I did have it set to get that same spiral effect I remember when and setting getting your hair set was yeah, a thing I had it all pushed <laughs> over to one side long and in this glorious spiral set and then the shoulder straps on my formal dress were actually diamantes <laughs> so to keep in thing with the dress I had a zigzag of diamantes through my hair mm. oh I didn't yeah. remember that that, yeah. that was some great shots oh yeah well you, you know let's just go back to complete the look, we also had the Revlon duo eyeshadow of Cerise and Electric Blue <laughs> with the Electric Blue <laughs> mascara and the Cerise lips. Cerise is And such I think a great I may girl. have also had some Cerise talons on my fingernails, nice porcelain nails. Stop. <laughs> Actually, fun fact <laughs> I borrowed your shoes to go to that formal because they were the same blue silk as my dress. You and freaking they, did. I they remember. were half a size too small and I had the worst blisters. <laughs> Anyway, we digress. So, Trish, um, Karen talks about hair thinning, which obviously is a huge issue for some women as they pass through menopause, as she mentioned, you know, 40 plus, 45 plus. Um, something a lot of people don't know about me, in fact, even a lot of, a lot of the girls in our friendship group, is that um, I have alopecia. And so I was diagnosed with alopecia when I was 11. I found a big bald spot right on the top of my head. It just kind of came out of nowhere. And so mum took me to an endocrinologist and I was diagnosed and I have alopecia areata. So there's lots of different forms of alopecia. And so I lose hair in bald patches. It can go up to or bigger than a 50 cent piece, if you can imagine, but it grows back. And so I've been really lucky. I've just learned to live with it. Mum used to do my hair up in sort of half top top knots in primary school to cover it. I was very, very embarrassed by it when I was young and I remember being at a school camp and I had some gel that I used to rub on it to stimulate the hair regrowth and I hid it in my sleeping bag and I would put it on at night in the dark so nobody could see me because I was so embarrassed. Now, if I got diagnosed now, I'd be like, do you want to have a look at my bald patch? Like... Completely different now. Which I know this about you, but this is something I have only found out in the last year or so, and I have known you for over thirty-five years. I've just I've become very good at covering the ball patches. I don't always have them, but they absolutely have got worse during menopause. And so I've got all these odd lengths of hair over my head. Sometimes I have hair when it's regrowing; it sticks straight up, 
and I really battle to bring it like back down. But it's also one of the reasons why I choose to wear my hair long because although I'm not ashamed of having alopecia at all, I prefer to cover the bald spots when I get them. That's a really interesting point. Mm -hmm. You know, she talks about sexual and the cushioning, but, you know... (laughs) I just want to reflect back to our hair getting coarser and more wiry. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is also happening downstairs for some. So maybe it's not as cushioning <laughs> as it once was. <laughs> the other thing I want to point out too, oh, oh, it's yes. not just women who are grooming themselves downstairs. Yes. Well, you know, in our house it's just the women. <laughs> <laughs> but quite often men... And in their midlife, they're losing hair on their heads. So not only are they shaving their heads upstairs, they're also shaving downstairs. So yeah. once again, cushioning, not so much. But I, I, <laughs> I talk about the 80s bush and, you know, being bald, bald as a badger and all of those sorts of things. But I remember in the 80s, I actually worked in a ski lodge in America for about three months. So when I went over there, I was 18... I was a sunny coast girl, used to going to the beach. So, you know, very tidy little landing strip downstairs. I really feel like I'm oversharing, but we're here now, so I'm going to go with it. So then in this... And I didn't go to a boarding school or anything like that. So then we are in this communal shower in the ski lodge. And I was in there with this woman who was much more mature than me. But she had grown up in Colorado. So she was... A, a skier as such and it's the middle of winter so she's stripped off to get into the shower and my god she had the most like it was a big 80s bush and I was standing next to her with the little landing strip I had, yeah it was like one of those moments like stop looking at it <laughs> I mean you know really it was quite magnificent but you, you know, can't it was stop just it contrast the so <laughs> what I'm saying to each their own to each to their each own because we don't give a 50. We don't. But <laughs> in saying that, the whole grooming of downstairs is quite a quite a, a um, rite of passage as such. And over the years, I think women have evolved with the grooming trends downstairs. In the, uh, in the light of oversharing, I, th- I think that I'll just continue on that path this episode. So I remember... <laughs> I'm really going to go here. Um, so... Getting young kids and getting some wax and just thinking, oh, you know what? Because, you know, I was living in a a smaller town, so you didn't want to kind of go to the local salon and go, can you, you know, wax off downstairs? So I thought, oh, I'm just so sick of this. I'm just going to wax it all off. And so I went to Woolies, got some wax (laughs) and went home, picked the kids up from school, plugged them in front of the TV and... It'd be high-grade wax from Woolies, wouldn't it? Very good quality. (laughs) So, following the instructions on the box, as I've mentioned, I'm not one for patience. So, I thought, oh, I'm just going to put it, whack it all on. I've got a pretty high pain tolerance threshold. So, I'll just whack it all on, let it dry and then just, rather than do little strips, I'll just pull it off all at once and then it's over and done with. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, this shit set like, imagine a boiled lolly that's kind of In cotton wool. In your pubes. Like, the whole thing is basically just turned into a boiled lolly. And I'm trying to, like, I'm like I'm kind of talking to myself, like, okay, you can do this, just, just pull it all off, just pull it all off. Oh, my God. I could not pull it all off. So the kids are in the laundry, mummy, mummy. I'm like, I'm just in here. I'm just in the bathroom. It'll be right. Thinking, oh, my God. How am I? 
I think I might have to drive to the doctor and actually get this surgically removed. <laughs> I'm going, oh, my God, what am I going to do? So I actually had to, like, there I am in the bathroom. And I went, okay, so I pulled my pants up with the, the boiled dolly, wax, whatever you want to call it, still very much attached, and actually went out to the kitchen and got a bottle of wine. I thought, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to have to drink my way through it. I think I may have even got some scissors. I mean, I wasn't going to take off a labby or anything, but oh. I had to do something. I like the fact that you didn't want to go to the beautician and then potentially you end up in hospital. I didn't say I was saying. I didn't say I was saying. I didn't say I thought it through. I'm just saying I'm telling you all out there because I feel it's my job to let you know what and can one, happen. Once again, Trish, I think there would be listeners there nodding at the moment going, yeah. yep, done that. Anyway. I want to know what happened. Well, just it was a very long process and it came off, you know, like in little increments. It's almost like I had to get a chisel and crack it and then pull that bit off and then get another chisel and crack two, it. Two bottles of wine later. Oh, my God. But let me tell you. <laughs> you were free. Oh, my God. Do not do it, ladies. As the saying goes, paint is paint. Do not do your own waxing, especially downstairs and especially with no expertise. Episode 7, Fifty Shades of Grey, From the Carpet to the Curtains. Absolutely hilarious. And I think we've got probably the most famous grab of all since we started the podcast on this particular episode. And I'm very much a person who will just chatter away, chatter away, get a bit overexcited, tell stories and then wake up at 2am and go, really tell that story. So it's like storyteller's remorse. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, I, ladies, I have been having a little bit of remorse about that story and my oversharing of the waxing fiasco, but then I thought, no, we promised to be honest, we promised to be vulnerable, so that's what I did. But I must say, <laughs> on that note, I was on a a party boat on the weekend and it was for my niece's birthday and graduation celebration and my brother was on that boat as well and um, he is in his late 50s and so not really our target market. So when I'm telling these stories, I'm not really telling them for his benefit, listening, <laughs> pleasure, <laughs> pleasure. So and he is very naughty, he's very mischievous <laughs> and he always has been. He is the, you know, the lovable larrikin that can get away with so much. He so is. he's greeted me with this big hug and then just blurted out, oh, my gosh, I feel like I know so much about your vagina now. And just as he said that, one of my niece's young male friends walked past and just looked at us in shock horror. My brother's then gone, no, it's all right. She's my sister. Which, of course, he thought he was making it better. He just made it worse. So, And it, also on this boat cruise, I start talking to some of my niece's young friends who have been listening, some female, some, some male. male. And all I can think of is, they now oh, my know. gosh, the they are gonna, if they the listen, they're going to know that story and I think that's just too much. All right, episode 13, Cutting Sick with Gen Z. We had an absolute hoot chatting to Trisha's nieces, Bailey and Molly Morris, all about the subtleties of speaking to this generation. And here are some of our favourite moments from that episode. So the girls prepared a list of words 
for us, Melinda, and we'll give it our best. Yeah. I'm a bit nervous. We also, like, this is not our language so much, so as the younger kids, so we could be saying these definitions and getting them wrong as well. <laughs> so if Ooh. Lily is listening and we've got oh. any wrong... I'm sure she'll have something to say about yeah. it. So <laughs> for all of those, you probably know that Lily is my daughter and she is Gen Z, but she's the younger Gen Z and she is very opinionated on <laughs> what is correct and what isn't correct. So like my yes. daughter. Yeah, I can just hear her being like, you guys got that wrong. So, <laughs> Lily, we probably already know. Thank mm. you. <laughs> Never have a go at someone who's having a go, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay, the first word. This is the word mukbang. I thought it was mukbang. <laughs> Either pronunciation works. Oh, I, mukbang. Mukbang. That, that conjures up. Sexual? Real, yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, yes. it's not sexual these days. Oh, it's okay. Not sexual. See, I was thinking okay, that was like a, a, morph. No, I was thinking of something. No, else. we it don't was even the most know what that disgusting means. Disgusting word for female <laughs> sexual organ back in the day. Oh, but it started morph. with vac. Oh, so bad. There's going to be a lot of pregnant pauses here. I'm afraid. See, well, Trish and I trying to figure it out. Give me the word again. Mukbang. No idea. No idea. Mosh pit. Nope. No. Um. Uh, having a great time partying, partying. Well, you. I think I would argue that you are having a great time when you're having a mukbang. But is it's, it a cocktail? No, it's when you sit in front of a camera on the internet and you just film yourself eating, like a lot of, food. like a lot of food, and you're just like sitting there and you're eating, whether it be macas, mukbang word, but yeah. So it's just yeah. Um, yeah. And now we. Most people, like, will just go, let's have a mukbang. And it's like you go out, buy lots of food and then sit there with your friends and eat it. Yeah. And, like, oh, a mukbang. Yeah. Okay. I'm speechless. Like like, pig- but it, I, is it like pigging pig out? out. <laughs> it's like back in our day that was called a pig out, but you just didn't film yourself. Yeah. Yes. And I It was normally know. done in the privacy in your own car when you're going through. <laughs> it was a, I think it's a way for, like, influencers to get content. They will... Go, I'm going to be filming a mukbang. I'll answer questions while I'm eating. You have given us uh, a great inspo. Oh, no, great inspo I don't, I don't eat on camera. <laughs> I still have eating issues. I don't eat on camera. We're so eating on camera, Trish. Stuff it. A Let's mukbang. have a mukbang. All right. Okay. Mel and yeah. I are going to have a mukbang soon. We're going to go live with a mukbang. So that's it for today's show. We hope you've enjoyed the highlights package and that it's brought a little sunshine, a distraction or a good old-fashioned belly laugh into your day, given there's so much suffering all around. Fingers crossed these weather systems 50 off and Trish and I can get back into the studio together to do what we love, which is the podcast just for you. You can follow us on Instagram at don'tgiver50 or email us at hello at don'tgiver50.com.au. Get in touch. If there's a topic you want to hear more about, anything that relates to us in midlife, and really there's not that much that's off limits, then let us know. Life is for living. Don't give a 50 because we are all 50 and awesome regardless of age and living is an absolute privilege. Take care and be safe. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.